fucking is it? Where is it then? Oh, sugar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa baraka ala nabiyyana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla, wa an tatajul al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla, Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik, ya rabbil kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. MashaAllah, packed house today, is this because of holidays? It's not holidays. So why is that then? Is it? No game Oh, no game on tonight. That's it. I knew it was something else. Holidays are gone yet. Yeah, we everyone went back to work today. So, shout out to you. All right. Um, so, I hope everyone is well. Alhamdulillah. Um, we are going to start in the commentary, um, page 391. And in the uh, text, it is. What are we doing in the text? Aywa. Uh, well, we might as well read all of it actually. We're kind of still at the beginning. يجوز الجمع بين الظهرين وبين الإشعاعين في وقت في وقت إحداهما في سفر في سفر قصر ولمريض يلحقه بتركه مشقة وبين الإشعاعين لمطر يبل الثياب ووحل وريح شديدة باردة ولو صلى في بيته أو في مسجد طريقه تحت سابات والأفضل فعل الأرفق به من تأخير وتقديم فإن جمع في وقت الأولى اشترط نية الجمع عند إحرامها ولا يفرق بينهما إلا بمقدار إقامة, إقامة ووضوء خفيف ويبطل براتبة بينهما وأن يكون العذر موجودا عند افتتاحما والسلام الأولى يعني I don't think we'll get there but that's good enough Alright, the whole, the whole translation is that it is permissible to, to combine between the two Dhuhr prayers and between the two Isha prayers in the time of either one of them. For A, the one on a journey that allows shortening, and for B, the one who, if he was not to take this concession, would suffer hardship due to his illness. Uh, that is what we have done so far. What we're doing today, it is also permissible to combine the two Isha prayers due to a rain which soaks the clothes or muddy conditions or a strong cold wind whether he prays at home or the route to his masjid is covered by a roof it is best for him to choose that which is easiest whether that is choosing the earlier time or the later time for combining i mean if he prays them both at the earlier time it is a condition that number one he must make the intention for combining before he starts the first prayer. Number two, he doesn't delay. We need to correct that. It says doesn't, not delay. He doesn't delay in between the two prayers for longer than what it takes to do a quick wudu and give the iqama. And number three, the combining will be invalidated if one prays the formal sunan prayers, the rawatib, in between. And then finally, uh, the excuse for combining is present before he starts the first prayer and remains at least until he completes that first prayer. That the excuse that he's going to be using for combining. Anyway, all this will become clear, inshallah, in the uh, lesson. 
Now, there's obviously folks that are joining us um, for the first time, and then obviously those folks that have been with us for a long time. Uh, there are some issues at the moment uh, on the website, on the app, and everything, because there's a big kind of a redo, new features, and all the rest of it. Some of them are active already, so you can see that you can tag your, your comment as a question on the portal, reply and stuff on the Android app. We're moving forward quite quick, and the Apple app will join soon. This has led to, as I said, some glitches. It also means certain things aren't being shown, meaning um, resources, the text, this, that, whatever, which is why uh, Shazad has been point, uh, posting the PDF links in the uh, chat itself of the, of the actual portal. And those folks that can't access the portal then uh, 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 if you go to the Telegram chat, we haven't had a Telegram thing for a long time, Chaz. Put, put that in the chat. It's every week. Huh? It's every week. I put it in the first Oh, thing. oh it's, in the, it's in the thingy. The first comment every lesson. Oh, the first, co okay. first comment. Okay. Well, I have to never got down to the bottom. <laughs> it says actually LP announcement channel in Telegram. If everybody goes right down to the <laughs> bottom of the, uh, uh, a day ago. You posted it a day ago. Page up, you know, days Are you lazy? You thought maybe something fresh does a. I do it every week. Yeah, a day early. I set the lesson up for QP, I set it up for LP, and I do yeah, it all the time. Yeah, just this, this kind of you know, lazy, we, we lazy combining approach. Are you combining anything between the two? Is it because it's raining or what? <laughs> so, at the bottom, right at the, the comments, which will throw you because it says one day ago, like it just did. As opposed to 22 minutes ago when Mesa gave salams nice and fresh. Unlike some people do it old one day early. It says LP Telegram chat group. You should all be on that. The announcement channel, which you should definitely be on as well. Because that will tell you when the lessons are happening or not happening, etc. And then you've got the PDF link directly, which you can use. Uh, if someone can also put a link to that in the Telegram chat group. Um, and uh, also the, um, the YouTube video for those folks that can't access the... Uh, the portal then you've got the direct usage of the uh, what's it called direct usage of the the YouTube link all right so we start off Bain al-Isha'ini we've already mentioned this before when you say two when you say the two Zohars and the two Isha's we're talking about the word just dominating the other one so the two Isha's means Maghrib and Isha and the two Zohar means Zohar and Asr now obviously the key difference here as you would have noticed is in Hanbali school Imam al-Hajjawi has already set out his stall for the Madhab and actually a lot of scholars saying that when it comes to combining because of rain this is only applicable in the night time alright in the evening time and the, the argument is not just because it's a danger more or not danger but well danger ha headache hassle or the rest of it but also textually we don't see that the Prophet did it at the uh, during the daytime so these are two kind of common sense reasons actually why you'd restrict it and say it's only applicable at nighttime because obviously rain is a headache during daytime but not as much as it is during night when you can't see the puddles you can't see what you're stepping in and all the rest of it and then the other reason of course is if you're saying that these are things which are very highly linked to narration and if the narration is there then we're going to do it and if the narration is not there then we're not going to do it then obviously if the narration suggests it only happened in an evening time and that's a common sense kind of reason to, to do it and to kind of avoid the earlier time in the daytime. We'll obviously look and see whether we like that idea uh, or, or not. So this is the Hanbali position and the Malikiya also. Um, yeah, this is also the Malikiya as well. Now, what is the, the permissive the permissing the, the what? The, the factor that makes it permissible. They said the permissive factor. 
which doesn't make any sense. But what are we talking about that allows you to combine? Not just rain, not just a shower, right? And now we're going to get into the whole headache of, you know, what's too much, what's not, what's needed. So I can help you in this, by the way, all right? I can help you in this. You will see a picture which is an incredible act of self-sacrifice by myself. I will be posting it later on tonight. In the tel uh, 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 tel that's it, two shots. No. Uh, the uh, the uh, uh, I, I uh, I'll send it in the Telegram chat. In fact, what am I flapping around for? I'll send it to you right now. How about that? Okay. So you can access it right now. Full bestie because that's just the way I am. Yeah. Always take one for the team, just to teach the people, just a hero of the masses. And uh, guess what? Where is it? Who sent it to me? Oh, the chief, isn't it? The chief, right. So, if you want to understand what is the rain, not the rain, what is the soaking that allows you to... One second, guys. Just one second. What is the rain that allows a person to combine then the description there works but also this picture as well there you go huh it was makkah last week your boy got flipping soaked bro actually this doesn't even show even even close to it yeah my chaddis were soaked basically that's when you know because the next day it rained yeah, I need uh, uh, quite heavy, but only my shirt was soaked. You know that if your chaddis are soaked and your 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 slippers are like yeah, squelching for for the two days, that means you're done, done, right? Now this I think allows you to combine all the five prayers together. I think yeah, <laughs> but I only you know in fact I didn't even combine. How about that? You see that? That's how strict I am upon myself. Mashallah, say mashallah, All right. So. Um, yeah, that's now if you see here, that it's got to soak the clothes. Now, the 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 word bella Arabic, right, means to basically moisten, actually. It doesn't necessarily mean soak to death. And so the word itself is definitely gonna need some context from further scholars. And Sheikh Uthameen helps actually. He says, uh uh uh, anyway, he just, just to finish the, the formalities, he says it can't be for very light rain that doesn't even wet the clothes, okay? It's not just as soon as you see the rain, let's jump to combining, right? It's got to be something. And he goes, uh, 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 and he goes you're looking for factors as well to increase the, the good feeling or the vibe that I can combine, right? Because it is a judgment call all the time. And because, you know, I mean, what is soaked, right? In Manchester, that's literally every day, right? So, uh, you're, when, when clearly the reason for combining is difficulty, is difficulty, and we have put out, yeah, any, uh, out there that to, to have your clothes soaked is one of them, then any extra factors that help you feel that, no, this is really quite bad, is going to then make you feel more comfortable taking the concession. You should always be thinking like that, multi-factor, all right? So, for example, it's different in the UK, going out while you're soaked because the floor is tarmac and tarmac you don't slip going out in the marble of the haram is a death sentence okay and i was telling people actually 
the irony the ones that were going back and forth actually the ones who got stuck I got back because I knew what to do and there were people that were still stuck inside and they're trying to get back I said don't walk on the shiny parts walk in the puddles now I want you to imagine that if you are in a car it would be the exact opposite if you're in a car driving you're going to tell them to drive on the shiny parts the dryish parts because that gives you some grip if you drive through the puddles that's when aquaplaning occurs you lose your grip with the with the the the, the floor right that's how a tire and so someone who's aquaplaned and it's the worst experience of your life when you're just not in control of your car anymore whatever you do it's the worst thing ever it's because of your speed you're going too fast and i don't mean 80 miles an hour i mean even 30 miles an hour you're going too fast with the amount of liquid underneath to maintain enough contact with the floor what's the difference if you're walking you are in control of your speed so i want you to remember that whenever you're in the haram or the surrounding areas and there's lots of wet parts if you are in the wet marble that's the one that gives way and you're you're going to fly whereas if you're walking in the puddled areas where it's when you put in your foot you're going into an inch of water or a centimeter of water what you're happening there is that there's just too much water there to allow your foot to slip and you're controlling the speed it's, it's safer this is my point so but just generally going out into marble area is far more dangerous and hassle than going out in tarmac so this could be a factor of whether you think i can i justify my combining here or not if you're here something different if you're driving to the masjid into a car park that's going to make you feel a bit different do i really deserve the concession or not these are questions you should be asking yourself Sheikh Uthameen mentions the weather. He goes, Khasatan fi shita. He goes that if it's in the winter time, this is something even more, yani, you know, uh, uh, something you should consider. And also cold. Yani, you're going in there completely freezing, and then, you know, your, your, uh, your immune system is down anyway because you're not getting enough sun and all the rest of it. So these are all factors that are building up. He goes, and then if there's a wind blowing, then that's even worse because cold in itself is not a major issue but it's when the wind and you're soaked and you're one of that can really mess you up and like it was not cold in Mecca right it was like 22 23 degrees yeah and I can tell you I mean, 23 degrees that's crazy nice weather right and the rain is not cold it's warm but I can tell you that when I got back that picture that's the picture of me getting back from uh, the uh, uh, the boundary of the Haram uh, sorry uh, uh, the, the actual haram it wasn't even an extension that, that salah was I was actually inside haram and I, we got out by the way they've opened up the, the, the haram for salah oh you little rat you if you see it you learn all the new tricks to do my best don't you yeah he's gone and broadcast the whole thing on the thing hasn't he yeah he's pretty sick though are you proud of yourself aren't you yeah well done so um, uh, the uh, what's it called um, they've opened up the haram uh, you can pray in the ground floor yeah you can pray on not in the mataf <laughs> like as if men ever get onto the mataf the uh, you can pray actually where we used to pray on the ground floor um i don't even know what i'm to tell you but this is ground floor of the masjid as opposed to being upstairs or in whatever or in extension although extension is for the win honestly that's something you should care about praying in extension is amazing right um so the when i was uh um what was i speaking about Oh, thingy! Yeah, so it was warm. I, could, I was feeling warm. Rain is warm. I wasn't feeling cold at any time. When I got into the hotel, and the normal AC was on, and my room AC was off, I, I reckon I was in that AC for maybe about thirty seconds, just for enough for Uthman to take this picture, all right, and me to get into the lift. 
I was shivering the whole time, got a massive headache, just messed up. For the next three, four hours, I was completely knocked out. So these are, these are mashaqqa. See, these are the little factors you want to keep adding to make your decision on, is this enough for me to justify the combining? Now, you've got two approaches to this. You're either going to say, why are you making deen so difficult for? It's a concession from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The rain came down. You don't need to add second, third, fourth, fifth. Otherwise, you'll never end up using the concession. And that's a fair point, And it's a correct point. Uh, 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 and otherwise we're then making the deen far more difficult than it should be and that's going to be contradicting what's going to come in a minute which says that we should choose the easiest option right then on the other hand we realize that, that human beings by nature we prefer ease and concession even if we tell ourselves we shouldn't but if it's on offer we're going to go that way and then if you keep going that way then when some bit of difficulty comes you're always looking for a way out and that leads to weakness it leads to that kind of behavior and attitude where people can't get the job done and that's whether in any part of life any aspect of life or work whatever if you don't do the hard yards enough then when it's time to do the hard yards you're not able to do it and that's a letdown and that, that of course is what our generation and and i can't believe that millennials are not going to be considered old but even millennials will be looking back at gen x and think a uh, gen whatever the z or whatever and saying this we're using you're useless because everything is done for you everything is automatic everything so when it's actually time to do something you don't have the ability, the discipline, the patience, the extra, and it, it's a it's a true fact. It's a, it's an actual. It's not exactly difficult, you know, point to understand. Um, but regardless of us making ourselves feel better, the minimum is what it says there. If the clothes are soaked, that's serious wetness because nobody is meant to experience soaked clothes. And that's I think important for you to understand. We don't need the rest of the factors of it being cold and it being eggs. If your clothes are soaked all the way through, and not soaked all the way through, but soaked, then that's enough. Then Sheikh says, what is the Dhabit, uh, um, the, uh, the shis, or, uh, criterion, not criterion, um, measure, the measure, that's the, the measure of soaked, yeah, how do we measure soaked? He goes, if you wring it, drops of water come out. Okay, so if you wring it, there are drops, and that's, that. I'm sure that you can, understand that that's a proper that's a proper soaking yeah now that what you're seeing there how i was soaked it, it was pouring out yeah so when i did that it was like like when you come out of a swimming pool kind of thing so that's way beyond uh what's required we're just talking you wring it and a couple of drops fall that's your so your your clothes have soaked up a lot of water it's going to take time to dry uh so muddy conditions as well okay so for example uh, when you're going through the marketplace you're going through areas or, or whatever uh, and for example this masjid right now in the rain permissible for you to combine in this rain 100% this rain and the way the outside is all muddy don't even know where you're standing no lights don't know whatever they, they, they instead of putting lights over there they put the lights over here for I don't know who for for three cars and they left all of us the rest of us the only 50 cars absolutely no idea what the hell we're doing yeah, and it's just a wing and a prayer coming from over there. I swear to God, right? I'm just like holding on to people like this. I don't know what that was going on. That's them. I'm reversing. Allah help whoever is behind me if I'm reversing into a parking space. I've got no idea what I'm doing, right? So dark. And they put yeah, any three of the concentration camp lights on here. The airport made a complaint. They said the lights are too strong. Huh? Uh, chief? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You don't know that, do you? Bro, I'm taking these boys down, bro. Believe me. What on earth? If they could just take one and shine it over there and light up the whole car park, that would help, isn't it? Because I think these lights are so strong shining into the masjid here on the same place, I think it will lead all the way to my house. <laughs> Honestly, man. Anyway, 
So there is obviously some parts that have not been developed yet and it's muddy, you don't know what's going on behind for example behind there, the way the people are um, uh, 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 the, when the, when the, when the uh, Sheikh goes uh, on page 392 that when it comes to uh, 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 mud and dirt and whatever and clay and you know soft conditions it's just difficult for people to walk on that why, you might say it's not difficult it just gets dirty Bro, your clothes are not meant to go and get dirty, right? It's clothes, they cost money, especially back then when it was minimal, uh, clothes available. They're not meant to just go out and, you know, you're not meant to go out uh, to the masjid and say, right, this is a jihad now I'm going for. I'm going to pray, bro, I'm going to come back and pray, that's it. I'm not going to go out there and have to, you know, come back and have all the heating on, you need to survive and have to, uh, you know, wash it all again because it got mud in, whatever, whatnot. Yeah, there's no problem. You're going through that and expect, accepting the reward and putting up of the extra headache, but we're talking about a legal position. Is it yani, a obligation? Uh, 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 sorry, is it prohibited to combine? No, this is enough of a reason to combine. So, Sheikh says, uh, so that's what the Hanbalis say. You have to have this, these kind of conditions and then we allow you then to combine between Isha, Isha only. And can we combine between the, the daytime? No. What, what is the reason? No evidence for it. And also because it's more difficult at night time. What's our position? Sheikh Uthameen says you can do it in the earlier time as well. And that's our class position too. Because the issue is not about whether it's an evidence or not. The evidence has already been established in general. The evidence is mashaqqa, difficulty. So if there's difficulty during the daytime, then it's allowed for you to combine during the daytime as well. Whenever the reason is found, the concession is found. This is a qaida fiqiyah. If the activating factor can be found, then its application is general. And who was trying to restrict it, they need to bring the evidence. So if someone says, no, only Isha, we'll say, bring your evidence. Only Maghrib and Isha, we'll say, why are you restricting that which has been uh, based upon difficulty? They'll say, well, because the Prophet ﷺ only did it at Maghrib and Isha. We'll say, but that doesn't mean that he wouldn't have done it in the daytime mm. earlier if the scenarios had presented itself. So it's not good enough as an evidence to say he only did it in the evening. If he's already explained to us before, or the companions have explained to us before that the reason it's happening in the first place is because of difficulty, then he only does it in the evening, then you're either going to say that, well, is it because of the evening or is it because of difficulty? Well, obviously they're going to say it's because of difficulty. All right then, if you said it's because of difficulty and it happened in the evening because it was in the evening, then it still means that the reason is difficulty, but it just only happened in the evening. And so we can apply it in the daytime as well. Yep. Yes, they're separate. That's an important point, uh, what Zafar just said. Is this talking about that the rain's got to have mud and got to have cold wind? No. These are independent individual, meaning that we can continue and add to this list as well. So in heavy snowfall, in hurricane, in tornadoes, in bad winds, in danger, there could be riots, there could be X, there could be Y. Anything that is going to cause some significant problem or loss or hassle or sickness or illness or risk or me a mega delay for example so roadworks for example that's another good one right so if you've got roadworks and you know that the road like you know what's happening up here and on the other side and you know that in the morning it's not going to be on for fajr and for isha it's not going to be on but between you know another time and that kind of then takes away the the, the 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 benefit but let's say that it's another time and you know to come back later would be a real problem. These are things that are in the same breath. Obviously, you need a higher threshold because you can mm -hmm. imagine 
what happens if we stop throwing everything on. But the point is, is that this is that which causes hassle, headache, uh, uh, and so on. There's some problem with the sound, Shaz. Uh, yeah. Salam. No, no. So we covered this over the last maybe four or five weeks, taqriban. And that is, in summary, that you can combine as soon as you have uh, effectively started your travel. Okay? And in rare circumstances, even if you're at home, if it's going to be very difficult for you to, to combine on the way. Alright? So as long as you've set out away from your home, left your, your town area, and you're on the way to the, you're on a dual carriage, you're on a motorway, you're on the, you're at the airport. You can start the combining concession. Um, Sheikh then says that as for uh, the strong cold uh, wind, the author said it's got to be strong and it's got to be cold. But he didn't, for example, say other things. Like he didn't say it's got to be dark night, for example. Yani, you know, dark conditions moonless night or whatever uh, so that's important he goes that he's not adding extra restrictions so for example if the moon is out and it's a bright night for example then um, it is it is uh, 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 it's allowed yeah, it's, 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 still, it's still an issue Sheikh says what if someone says what is the, the limit of of you know when something becomes strong and cold and heavy wind or whatever and Sheikh says well what's intended by that which is not normal everybody knows that when you go outside and it's a windy day it's a windy day it's a, an understanding that you know it's it's just wind but when it's like very windy and you've got to like do X go do Y you've got to change certain kind of you know parameters of your going out that's يعني, the one. That which has gone beyond what is normal. What is normal. And this, this is going to be the case all the time in fiqh. That when it comes to trying to measure uh, things according to culture, there's got to be a cultural understanding that if you were to ask 100 people in that town, normative يعني, uh, response, uh, a normative sample, sorry, and then see the response and the majority of the people would say what? And whatever the majority of the people would say, that's what we would consider to be normal. It's as unscientific as that. It's as, it's as anecdotal as that. doesn't need anything, you know, very kind of strict and scientific and all the rest of it. Okay? Um, he goes, normal wind does not allow the combining of the prayer, even if it's cold. Okay? And what about cold? مَا تَشُقَّ عَلَى النَّاسِ uh, uh, that which creates difficulty for the people, creates hardship for the people. You know, maybe, um, yeah, and he, now that obviously is very difficult for us to appreciate. And I tell you why it's difficult for us to appreciate, okay? And I'm an expert in this subject. And that's because you don't get cold at home. If you were to get cold at home, then you would realize how difficult it is to be cold at home and then get colder when you go outside. Because we don't get cold ever, like nobody lives, I mean now we're starting to hear actually of people now living like this because they can't afford to pay the heating bills. Like if you remember, normally 
you know it's like the BBC when it goes big on a subject it's because it realizes that people have fallen into something like you know this is how you now look for the cheapest deals in gas and electricity and whatever I can remember for years BBC doing their kind of you know big study and big release document but I never remember them going out with a minimum temperature that the house should be at to avoid hypothermia setting in and whatever until last year until last year when the cost of living thing became really whatever and a lot of the elderly it's even more difficult for them but we're talking figures like 17 degrees like 70 not, not you're, you're probably thinking 10 and 12 and whatever just 17 degrees 16 degrees in a room is is dangerously cold when you go in and out no problem when you're in there for a few minutes but if you're there for a period of time then the body temperature gets very affected and it, it you know when you say it goes to the bones this idea of whatever when you become so cold internally then when you go outside that dropping further it is genuinely uh, uh, dangerous it's very difficult to, to, to handle for us to associate with this point is very difficult because we don't get that cold because whenever we're outside we're always wearing layers or all these modern kind of materials that create heat our body temperature never drops okay only small parts of our fingers and whatever toes and face gets cold but the rest of the body in this important kind of manner is always kept very warm wherever you walk in it's always warm houses are insulated and the like so we don't feel these uh situations at all so that's kind of difficult so i would put forward that we would be using this concession least possibly because we just don't feel it but if you did and especially if you were ill for example and even a little bit of cold kind of uh, weather would put, would set you off, then that's good enough for you to uh, allow combining to become permissible. Um, so, Sheikh then says, if someone was to say, if it becomes very cold, and this is in the same manner, that uh, in the same light as what I'm saying, okay, and this is in, he's speaking in a country where, uh, to be honest, you don't feel this at all. Like, if you compare, for example, Pakistan, yeah, so the east, yeah, southeast, right, and especially places like the Middle East, Africa type, meaning Egypt and these areas, these areas when it, uh, Aqsa is another one, right, Quds, Palestine, in you know, the central kind of areas, these areas when it gets cold in winter time, it's a madness. It's not cold outside. Temperature is there's often a bit of sun. You feel quite great. In fact, you're desperate to get outside. But if you're inside, these uh, the walls and the like, it's like they emanate coldness. It's like crazy. It's like a radiator's the opposite. Imagine being next to a wall and it's basically blowing out cold feelings. Not even air. It just makes you cold. Right? And whereas in, in Saudi it just doesn't get that cold. Right? Very rarely. Anyway. So it's very interesting, therefore, keeping that in mind when he says what he says. He goes... If there is, if it gets really cold, but no wind, is that permissible to combine it? Sheikh says no. So the freezing cold temperatures, according to Sheikh Uthami, not allowed to combine it. He goes, He goes that when you get really, really cold, you're able to protect against it. And it's true, right? If there is no wind, it's the wind which kills you, 
right? If it goes outside minus, like, you know, when, uh, uh, I, I like wearing slippers a lot. I don't like wearing socks and, you know, that kind of stuff. And when I go to Canada and it's in its winter time, whether it's Toronto and it gets, I mean, it's having a very warm one right now, so it's had to hardly any snow or anything, but like minus 15 is quite normal. If you go to Calgary's and, and Edmonton's minus 30, minus 35 degrees, it's a madness. And people are like, you know, freaking out. But I want you to know that you can go outside and you won't have that problem at all. I'll be in my slippers and everything, but I've got to have a, you know, nice jacket and, you know, hot and everything. But when there's no wind, you hardly feel anything. And they're very efficient when it comes to clearing the roads and sorting and icing and de-icing and all the rest of it. So you'll be amazed how adaptable people are. And people are going back and forth. A little bit of wind, then you can't even, you can't even imagine going out because it really hurts. But just being freezing cold is not actually the difficulty you may think it is. And so Sheikh says that if it's really cold, you can just keep putting layers on and you're going to be fine. And he's right in that. It doesn't cause difficulty for the people. Yeah, and you're putting more layers on. You can argue, you're not meant to go out looking like a, you know, an Eskimo with 26 layers and then pray in a masjid like that. I mean, that could be an argument. But, he, but at the, at the asl, in, the, in, in principle, his point is right. He goes, but if there is yani, a cold one, whatever, and the wind that gets inside, and oof, then it is, you know, it's very, it's very difficult to deal with that. That's, there's, a mashak, there's a mashakka, okay? Uh, also, he goes, a wind by itself and no cold, likewise, it doesn't allow you to combine, unless it's very severe. But he goes, also, that's not to be kept taken unconditionally. What if it's a gentle wind, no cold, but it's got... A, a dust storm a sandstorm for example so it's not very windy but enough to get the sand up it's enough to get the dust up and you can't see, you can hardly see and it's getting into your eyes and nose whatever he goes this definitely affects people and it makes things difficult for them so this is a reason so I want you to understand that we're not making it super specific just to one two things it's about when you know that these are extraordinary conditions extraordinary yeah not the norm and then it is uh, 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 therefore permissible to combine. Sheikh says, what if someone was to ask, what is actually the specific evidence to combine the prayers for the night time? Like, why is it they're even talking about the night time in the first place? Like, why would they just not speak about combining? What is the specific evidence? There's something very interesting here. He said, well, the, 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 the evidence is a hadith that's narrated from the Prophet that the Prophet combined between Maghrib and Isha on a rain a rainy night. Narrated by Bukhari, as it has been stated in many not many, in 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 particular the most popular and the most famous commentary to Zad al-Mustaqni' Ar-Rawd al-Murbi' Ar-Rawd al-Murbi' is as I said it is the for hundreds of years the go-to commentary to understand the text that we're studying we're obviously doing a Sharh al-Mumti' which is a modern version another commentary to Zad al-Mustaqni' but Ar-Rawd al-Murbi' is the asl is the one that everybody understands and uses and everything and what's very interesting is that there are people that believe that this hadith is in Bukhari this hadith not only not in Bukhari it is weak as well, right? So even as a narration itself, it is weak. And it is something which is not 
in Bukhari. And that brings us to a very interesting point. What does Sheikh say? He goes, well, I can have a hadith fihi nadar. You know, this hadith, you know, there's, there's a lot to say about it. Uh, and actually it wasn't even narrated by Bukhari but it was narrated by An-Najjad narrated by another uh, hadith collector and this, this is interesting because it goes to show that even the top top scholars in the top top books make unbelievable blunders right I mean that's a high level mistake to claim a hadith to be in Bukhari and not only is it not in Bukhari like you know if a hadith in Muslim you say Bukhari that's uh, nothing and if uh, you say, and if it's an authentic hadith which you know is authentic, it says Bukhari, that's a bit embarrassing, but it's nothing. It's still an authentic hadith. If you say a hadith which is basic hadith, kind of not so authentic, and says Bukhari, that's embarrassing. If a hadith is not even authentic and you says Bukhari, that's like a kindergarten mistake. That's what you'd say. Kindergarten, huh? It is in some of the copies of Arod al Murbi. And all of the scholars that came, they come across the hadith narrated in the thingy, completely trusting the one who is speaking, never bothered to go and check themselves. They probably have that moment, like I had that moment when I remember reading this first time, thinking, Ras, I can't remember that in Bukhari, but okay. You know, if it's there, then you know, what am I going to argue with that for? And you just keep going on and on and perpetuating this, uh, this uh, point. And so this, this is, is a nice point for us as well, that we are easy upon people who... Uh, make these kind of mistakes. These mistakes can happen and you'll find that, that, that it happens from scholars that are continuing on a particular narrative or a particular kind of opinion that they've seen written or read somewhere and they just made that, that little mistake of not going to check first. Now, obviously those who work in academia or work yani, in media and whatever, you know very, very careful to always check your sources and always to go back and whatever. And you will never ever have this as a principle except that you will benefit from it. But in this fast-moving type of world, to expect people to do that is not, I don't want to say not realistic, but it's just, it's not done. Everyone wants to be the one, you know, to jump the gun, to make the comment quickly, to comment on the story because of its virality power before then someone turns around and tells you it was a fake or it was an X or it was a Y. And this is, again, just human nature. So it's interesting, this, this level of uh, mistake and, um, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that is there. Anyway... The narration is there. It's not uh, authentic to a level of, you know, uh, to a high level, but it's there. Aydan, um, the 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 uh, sheikh then says, even if we were to accept this hadith that it was something authentic or so on, it doesn't actually prohibit us praying in a rainy day. It just says that he combined. If this is your primary evidence, whether it's in Bukhari or not, and you're saying that he combined in a rainy night, well, it doesn't mean that he wouldn't combine in a rainy day, like I said earlier on. And therefore, um, it is allowed, Sheikh says, uh, you know, um, uh, it is allowed to, to, to combine. I want to say and add uh, uh, some things for myself. There is controversy, and I think I might mention this last week, maybe even, that there is some discussion amongst some scholars whether there's even a single authentic hadith that talks about the rain. And I find this actually quite interesting because I put to you that when you speak to the basic Muslim, now I, don't, I, I want you to remove Desi kind of Muslims out of it, which is obviously a massive kind of factor, so that makes it impossible. But you know, 
but if you can possibly try to remove the desiness out of the audience that you're speaking about, when you introduce that, because if, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if we keep the desi aspect, as soon as you say, you know, what do you think about combining, they're shocked in any way. Because it's like, what, what, what do you mean combining, right? Because if, isn't that their parents have never done it, their mosque, mosque don't do it, Hanafi Madhab doesn't do it, so of course it's going to be strange. But imagine a more kind of exposed and a more worldly, kind of aware kind of audience. If you were to say, hey, do you know that you can combine the prayer? They'd say, yeah, when you travel. You know, it's like a general thing. But if you would say, for the rain, they'd be like, for the rain. Agreed? Yeah? At a general level, that's what the response would be. You're not expecting that that is a permissive thing. And then, you know, the person would explain, oh, actually, the madhabs allow it, this, that, whatever. And so you realize that, okay, this is one of the more nuanced positions that is not general, general knowledge. Now, why do I find that interesting? There's a, there's, a, there's a similarity in this issue to the issue of the nails, by the way. Uh, cutting the nails for... Um, uh, uh, for... Prevent the prohibition of cutting nails if you're going to offer an udhiyah when you're not going to hajj in Eid al Adha. Yeah? So during the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, you know this whole concept idea. Well, you know it, okay, because you are not a standard audience. Right? In actual fact, and you, you, I've written obviously an extensive article on this. And anyone who's read the article will know from the beginning of the article why I wrote that article. Because I wrote that article being the person who experienced this, what I'm descri describing right now. I thought it was the most standard knowledge in the whole world. I thought everybody knew. I said it to my dad one day, uh, listen, what's happening? You know, if you planned it out, you're going to have a little cut, shave, whatever, whatnot before. Because tomorrow the hijjah starts or in two days starts. <clears throat> my dad was like, what are you talking about? You're going to be cutting and shaving as per normal, mate. And I was like, what's going on here? And I said, you tell me you don't know about this, that, whatever. He goes, the first time I heard the hadith in my life, he goes. Now, my dad, you know, reads and just, you know, you know, not complete boundary is. He knows what the score is generally. So I was quite shocked and surprised. And so when he said that, this is years ago, when he said that, I thought, you know, I need to look at this. And then when I looked into it, and then I realized that there were, there were quite a few scholars. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's actually a fascinating story. And I, I advise you to go and read that article because you'll learn a lot about how just how we assume something as a normative kind of position by actual fact there are whole portions of the world who don't even know what you're talking about it's completely foreign to them and so combining to the rain i say falls into that category quite conveniently and here's the thing i want to say just like i i said um last just like i just mentioned that the uh uh when you look into it there is some basis to ignore that actually and go ahead and cut your nails and it's not a problem likewise there is something to the idea of being shocked at combining due to the rain and actually i would even argue that our position of allowing combining to the rain is more based upon our logic and more based upon our feeling of difficulty than actually anything textual even to the extent that there are some scholars that said the famous hadith this is, what, this is what I indicated last week. Of Abdullah ibn Abbas, that he, the Prophet ﷺ, in Sahih Muslim, and this is why the issue gets a bit dangerous as well. In Sahih Muslim, Abdullah ibn Abbas said what? The Prophet ﷺ combined in a Medina. And they said, well, for, and, and there was no fear, meaning la khawf, right? There was no fear, and the narration that we all know, wala matar, and there was no rain. 
So the three reasons that we know that cause a person to combine are war, danger, difficulty, whatever, the rain, yeah, and journeying, traveling. Well, the third one's taken out because he's in Medina. And the other two, he's expressly said it wasn't for those reasons. So the companions are confused and he goes, well, if these three are not on the table, then why did he combine? And Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, to lift the, the difficulty from the Ummah, to allow yani, an escape kind of option if a situation occurs. Now, here's the irony. There are some scholars that said that, the, the, that Abdullah ibn Abbas, every narration that says, it's actually not matar, which is authentic, but it should be safar. It's a big claim, big claim that this is a misprint or, or misnarration or, 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 or whatever, and that that is more authentic because there are, the, and he doesn't say that, you know, there are, the, the, the critics don't make this up by themselves. They say that we have narrations of this hadith. So how would, like, let me, let, let me, let me go into hadith sciences here for a second. How would you support such a claim? If I was to turn around now as a hadith critic, as, as a hadith specialist, and say, I think that this is a mistake in Sahih Muslim, how could I even have the, the, the gall to say that? Here's how. Because there's never one narration. There's never one version with one isna. There are multiple versions and so on. But the most authentic one would then get presented, and the big masters like Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, they would choose their, their one, and that's the one they go with, with their chain of narrators, and they plop, plop with that, and that's it. However, what if I say to you that I can see other versions of the same hadith, but instead of matar, it says safar. Yeah? The argument will be, that's a good point, that your chain is sound, we can't knock it. Now, if it was weak, like in my version of it, that says, you know, so I've got five, six people that are narrating from each people, and the conclusion is, wala khawf, wala safar. And one of them's a liar, kadhab, or one of them is matruq, or one of them is unknown, then we say, well, there you go. The conditions of, of, of authenticity are not there. This hadith is officially a weak hadith. How are you going to compare this weak narration versus the authentic one that says matar? Okay, that's a fair easy point. What about if we go through my chain and my chain is a good chain? All the people are solid, heard from one another, imams in their field, no lying, no senility, no unknown uh, uh, characters. But they're not the top, top level. But my hadith is sahih, my riwayah, my narration is sahih. And so therefore I have an authentic version of the same hadith, but my one says safar and yours says matar. What are they going to turn around and say? They'll say, good point, but ours is more authentic. Can we go with the more authentic version? And we'll, anyway, we'll go with the more authentic version. There is an argument to be made here now on behalf of the first party, and they turn around and say, you've gone with the more authentic because of your people being better at every level than mine. But if I now bring you a second one on mine and you got a second one and a third one on mine and you got a third one and we combine, we compare and we find that actually as a whole, the levels are kind of close. What if we then introduce a new differentiating factor? And that is what is the more normal or the more normative position? This is the, this is the concept of shudud, when something is shad, when something appears to be authentic, but it's odd. It goes against the system. This, by the way, is at the root of the difference of opinion between the scholars that allow a person to wipe over their socks and not over their socks. You should know that the vast majority of scholars do not allow wiping over the sock. They don't. Why don't they allow wiping over the sock? They say virtually every single narration that's mentioned wiping has always said the khuf, the leather sock. And then what did the other parties say? They say, well, here you go, there's an authentic hadith, as authentic as the, uh, the, the, the sun, 
and bright and clear and strong and it says Jawrab. And they look at it and they attack it and they go through it and they come back and they say, you're right, it's authentic. But how are we going to go with one narration and 20 of them, just using made up numbers, say Khuf. This is clearly an aberration. This is clearly a mistake. And this is the highest level of hadith science. Where, because how are you going to identify a mistake when all of the people who are narrating are imams? Or, 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 or you know, when I, when I say the word imams, I don't mean the imam of the masjid. I mean they are the leaders of their field, right? So the leaders of their field have, have narrated this hadith as authentic. How are we going to go with that in the presence of these? We would say that there's a, t- a slip of the tongue somewhere. And someone yeah, and instead of the jawrab, instead of the khuf, has swapped the word jawrab, and they just went with it, and that was it. Meaning that it is odd. Now, in this case, their argument is strong. If you've got 20 narrations only ever mentioning the leather sock, and then one that mentions the sock, you've only got two approaches here. You're going to say, well, bro, I'm not going to risk going over the sock, because this is a clear mistake. Or the second approach is, well, why not both? Yeah, that's the second approach. Why not both? And that's of course what Al-Hadith have done, Ibn Taymiyyah have done, that's our class position, that indeed, why not both? And then we go even further and we'll say, and actually, then we start using our logic. So once the textual side has been dealt with, now we start bringing our logic and we'll say, I mean, is there a reason to stop the, 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 the sock? Isn't the whole concept of the sock putting it on the same headache and hassle of the same as the, doesn't it share the same characteristics, blah, blah, blah. And then you start to see then the madhabs then starting to add some nuance and some caveats, whatever. So I want you to understand that the concept of something being shad, even though the hadith is authentic, is a very well-known part of Islamic fiqh and hadith studies and a very controversial and difficult one. And so here, the example would be that actually it's not something which is normal to be combining because of rain. And therefore... We see that you've got an authentic version that Muslim has narrated, but we've got other authentic narrations that show that it's not the rain. So we're going to go with that. And that was what some scholars said. And they said, therefore, that the version in Sahih Muslim is not correct. So a big statement. Big statement. So I just want you to know that it is, um, it is a issue. How big an issue? Not very big. Why? We're not so bothered about the rain in the first place. We already said that the reason that's allowing us to combine is difficulty. And of course, we can see difficulty in rain regardless of whether we have a direct evidence. And then, of course, we'll take it home by saying, and anyway, if we're not going to use textual evidences, we're not going to use this hadith, we're not going to use the Prophet we're not going to use Abdullah ibn Abbas, then guess what? We have other narrations, and we do. Abdullah ibn Umar has highly authentically accepted by everybody, although he never initiated the combining, but in his era, when the rulers would combine between Maghrib and Isha for the rain, he would pray behind them. And this is something important. When you see scholars that don't necessarily make a statement outright, we do observe their actions. Right? So, you know, when you see some fitna or you see some kind of stress situation, you look to these scholars, you look to their behavior, and you learn from what they're doing themselves. And so when you see them praying behind the rulers, because what can you do? Right? What can you do? You can pray by yourself at home, can't you? Right? You're sending a message to people, isn't it, that I'm not happy with this. Right? And so it is important to look for these little messages. Yeah. Um, in terms of this um, question about combining the prayers, are you mentioning about the rain causing the clothes to be soaking to the point where you can wring it and it being very windy, for example, it was really cold and windy, it was causing it. I was just wondering because all of these are things that happen outside. Are you referring to like mostly them here, like if they were 
this is everything that we're discussing right now is only referring to praying the congregational prayer combined in a mosque. That's all we're speaking about right now. Everything else is about to come. Coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, yep. How, how um, often um, can you actually pinpoint the, the source of the difference within the chain? How often can you pinpoint the source of the difference between one narration and another? Yeah, I mean, the, the wording difference. Every time. Why would it, why, why, no, why no, would it be difficult as to as find? As in, as in you mean whether it's shahd or not? Yeah, as in you see the weather error or the possible error. Oh, that's very difficult. That's so difficult. So you see that for all the narration from... Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You're yeah. saying that when you look at, when you create the flowchart yeah. and you're able to see that the error... I mean, sometimes it is possible when it's an easy one, a lazy one, yeah. right? Most of the time it's not like that. Most of the time it's not like uh, you can see, you can go back and you can see that all of the the suffer the suffer suffer comes back to one character. This is clearly the, the source mm -hmm. because when you saw like for example, let's say that you have three imams that are, are narrating this hadith on this side and this side, mm -hmm. and when they get to their key people, it ends up with matar. But these three people, when they get to this one character, after that, it all becomes suffer. It's a clear as you know whatever that is this guy. Most of the time you can't. And that's when you've got to then say that the hadith is sahih. Mm -hmm. And then if the hadith is sahih, then the only tool that you've got left to reject it is to make a massive call and say, I mean, th these are massive calls to say that the hadith is sahih but odd. It's a massive call, far more difficult than that. And it's actually the single most difficult thing you can ever do as a scholar. And therefore, put it this way, hardly anybody, nobody can do it on this planet right now. Nobody. Bar zero, no exception. And probably nobody. I mean, it might be one that reaches that level. I don't know who can reach that level. But that is to look at a hadith which is authentic and say, the Prophet doesn't speak like that. That's a massive call. And this is, of course, happening in the circles of modernists and feminists and X, Y, Z, day and night. Right? They reject hadith and ayat outright. Nobody cares about them. They don't have any standards or academic qualifications, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm talking to, this is called naqdul matan. Right? What we're talking about is criticizing chains. It's very easy, actually. It's a technical kind of, you know, it's, a, it's, it's very simple. You know that if a person makes mistakes or he's been caught lying or he's got issues, you just identify it. You have lots of massive indexes that are written by the scholars, what we call the, the Kitab of Ar-Rijal or Ilm Ar-Rijal. All the names are there and all the rulings are. And if this person is found, you look in the dictionary, oh yeah, this guy's rejected. It's simple, it's simple. Yeah, you just focus on the chain. But when you're looking at the text of what's being said, and you know, and again, I've written an article on an example. Like, although I don't know whether that's out there anymore, but this is on the the um, the river exactly one dirham of riba. The Prophet ﷺ purported to have said that the consuming of one dirham of riba is equivalent to thirty-six acts of zina with your mother in the open, which is major madness of a statement okay and you'll see for the longest time from the earliest earliest times that the scholars went for this hadith and the majority of them accepted it because the chain from all normative uh, <coughs> quantitative and qualitative processes going through the chain examining the people checking the status seeing if they're imams not whatever all matches up 
all matches up. So therefore, for all intents and purposes, this hadith is authentic. And then you've got the big boys like that stepped in and made a massive call, massive call, like Ibn al-Jawzi, for example, Al-Faraj Ibn al-Jawzi, not, not Ibn Qayyim, Ibn, uh, the, the, the Hanbali master. He wrote a book, and in that book, he put this narration as one of the fabricated narrations. And what did he say for his justification? No way that the Prophet would ever say something like that. Can you imagine that as a justification? Pure logic. Pure logic. You know who can do that? 0.000% people. Yeah, to have that level of confidence to say when the Prophet has said something, I don't believe that to be a statement of the Prophet or no way does he speak like that. It's a big call. Now, when you look at this hadith, most of you probably say, yeah, and it does sound a bit uncouth, sounds a bit shocking, sounds a bit whatever. But what if I tell you that the Prophet has said things like that before? Right? Speaking about the private parts, for example, or cursing someone, for example. Right? So in exceptional circumstances, extreme language has been used by the Prophet. So the, 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 the opponents turned back and said, you can't say that. The chain is good. And maybe the Prophet did consider it to be so serious. It was that serious, right? And like I said, I wrote a detailed article on this hadith. And actually, um, uh, basically going through the, the, the argument of, is it even factually right? Let's leave authenticity aside. And I go into that in a lot of detail, right? But just leave all that aside. Is interest that level that it goes to the worst act possible that we can ever imagine, which is zina? With and out, and it's, 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 I mean, it's clearly out of the bounds. And so, this level of, of criticism is very, very difficult. But this is the arena we're dealing with when someone turns and looks at Sahih Muslim and says that this matar I don't think is correct. I don't think it's correct. And they're making that level of call a bit under that. Anyway, what are we saying on time? Right, okay. Um, so then, Sheikh then says at the bottom. Before we take some questions. For Asbab al Jama'ah, he goes, therefore, the reasons that allow a person to combine is traveling, a proper distance, illness, rain, muddy conditions, very cold and windy kind of conditions, which is strong. But it is not restricted to just these causes, these five causes above. Rather, all of these things that have been mentioned. They are under a general maxim, a principle. And what is that? Al-Mashaqqa, hardship. Walihada, Sheikh says, therefore it is permissible to extend this to the lady who is uh, irregular bleeding, irregular vaginal bleeding. Al-Mustahada, uh, istihada, someone who is suffering from istihada. Okay? They can combine between the two dhuhrs and between the, the two ishas if they have a difficulty of water. Right? Having, where is this coming from? This is, of course, based upon the opinion, which is the position of the majority of scholars, that you've got to make wudu for every prayer. Now, again, for us, we kind of like, so what? Just turn the tap on and khalas. Yeah? Well, what about if you're outside? What about if you're in the countries where it's very difficult to make wudu? And your scholars told you that because of something that happened to you un involuntary, invol involuntarily, that you have to make wudu in istinja, even though you don't need to go to the toilet, you you're absolutely fine for the day like normal, but you're going to have to do it for every single prayer, and I can't get to water like that. So the permission is there to combine. You know my position on this. Anyone who has this condition, or incontinence, or IBS, or XYZ, they don't need to make wudu at all. Just the first one, and let everything happen, whatever happens. It's not breaking of wudu because it's involuntary. Yeah. 
So this wouldn't apply to that, those people. But if you are following that opinion that you have to make wudu for every single prayer, then you can combine just because of the difficulty of that. And we spoke about Imam Ahmed a couple of weeks ago about giving that yani, concession because of hardship for that person's business. So we use these principles to extend it. All right? And those people are traveling and to find water is going to be a mission. They're going to have to take a mega detour. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and so on and so forth. Finally, uh, he goes that if, is it possible that if you allow combining then that must mean that you then allow the prayer to be shortened? And the answer, of course, is no. And we've been making that point very clearly and very strongly. And it's so important that you understand that because it's the big misconception. Okay, people are always connecting the two. They're not connected. Okay, combining can happen at home. Combining can happen at the shopping center. Combining can happen X, Y, Z at the masjid, like this one here, and it's your local masjid. It's not connected to travel. Travel is something that can activate combining by itself. But combining is its own category of concession and act. Okay? Wallahu a'lam. All right, let's do some questions. Just, just, uh, yes. Just to add, Tiger, the, 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 the ability is tagged as a question and a, and a resource. But when they post a comment... Uh, on the portal? Yeah. When they post a comment, just to their name, only on when they post, they will see a question mark and a resource that all symbol. Yeah. And they just click on it and then it just tags it as a resource or tags it as a question. We can filter it then at the top. Right. So remember that, folks. Okay. When you do, uh, when you do the, um, when you uh, write your question out, make sure you tag it. If you go to my comment at the bottom, the first my comment. Let me write something here. Right. Hello. Where's the tag? Post it. Post oh, right. After you post it. After you post it. So you see this little tag there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a link. That's a link. And that's question mark is. Question mark is a, que uh, is a question. Right. So if I click it as question mark. It means that when you go to the top right hand side. Yeah. Questions. It will be there. Oh, you sick guy. Yeah. Yeah. And when you go to the other one is a resource. Ah. So if they're like giving us a link of something. Yeah. It's a resource. Then you just and you can't. Yeah. I just realized you can't do. You can't be a question and a resource. Okay. Good. All right. There you go, folks. So if you have a question, you should be putting it as questions. Right now, the only question we have is uh, Jeeva Akbar saying Asalaamu Alaikum. So we say, Wa alaykum as salam wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, we are mafti yani, today. We don't have any questions. They didn't press the question. Uh, oh, don't say that. Is it full best? Yeah, it's going to happen now, yeah? Okay, thank you for, for putting me in it as usual again, Shazad Salim. Actually, there's only one. Oh, no, there's loads. There's loads. All right, I'm going to deal with the questions. I'm not going to deal with the comments. I'm going to deal with the questions, okay? Right? I've got those thingy. So, do you combine when soaked, or is it conditions which will likely cause, cause soaking? That's a good question. Right? Do you have to get soaked to combine? Of course not. Right? Of course not. It is knowing that if that's the level that's going to happen if you come back, for example, in the rain or whatever. Yeah? We're going to talk about, about that a little bit more later on, about whether the actual reason for the combining has got to be present at that moment or not. That's going to be next week, inshallah. But yeah, if you understood the scenario, then then you're going to be, you know, that's the, uh, if you understand the scenario, that's what, that's what the ruling's on. Uh, who decides when the mashaka kicks in? Is it the imam in a masjid or is it the individual? So could they read maghrib in jama'ah and then perform isha by themselves and leave if, the, for example, the imam refuses? It's a very good question. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. 
That's an excellent question. If the Imam Yani turns around and is like, you know, listen, this is nothing. I expect you all to be here. You're like, Ras, yeah? So then, if you go to the corner and you knock out your own Isha uh, because you just don't want to come back, that's perfectly uh, uh, fine. Individually, yeah. Individually, yeah. Very good point. Yeah, you don't turn around and say, listen, who's with me, boys? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you know what I mean? Rebels unite. And then you start causing again some kind of fitna. Individually, individually. Can I For what reason? For, for the snow. snow. Yeah. So should I have combined, even though I had no intention of coming back later for... Oh, I see. Or yes, yes. We're covering, we're covering that next week. We are covering that next week. And the answer is yes. Why? Because you got the reward of the Jama'ah. And the reason for Jama'ah is there. Whether, as you said, mm. does it apply to me so much I wasn't come back anyway? Okay, you won't come back anyway, but at least you now can gain something extra. So you'd get the congregational Isha done. Yeah. You are at Dhuhr way in the masjid. It is fair. It is fair. If you didn't hear the question, if you're in the summer and it rains heavy at Dhuhr, but you know that is like literally seven hours left until Asr, uh, until the Hanfi started, and for the rest of us, I need to <laughs> for the rest of us to pray it. Then it is fair to say, no, this is not right. Right? Especially actually in a masjid like this Where it is actually 7 hours later Genuinely our asr prayer is at 8 o'clock And our dhuhr is at 1.15 or something Right? In the summer summertime Which is, this is literally 7 hours Bro in 7 hours you can have all 4 seasons 20 times over <laughs> You know what I mean? So it is fair for an imam to say No I'm not going to or a person yeah, any whatever. But it's also open for a person to you know, legally kind of say, well, well, I don't know. Like, so this is interesting. Um, you know this better than I do because you're the one who introduced me to Dark Skies. Remember the, the, the app? So, uh, you know, we were on that thing years before anyone even knew how accurate weather forecast could be. That was crazy levels. We used to use it for the cricket, if you remember, yeah? We used to check the forecast and stuff and whether we want to go or not. So then Apple bought it out, big monies. They stopped now. And Apple's got that technology and they're really good. They give you the warning, you know, in your area it's going to start. And if you look, they get it right more than not. You know where they are absolutely the worst rubbish worst ever? In Mecca. Okay? Sorry, it's... There's nothing to repeat. Oh, yeah. I, I, let me repeat that again for you, brother. There's a lot to repeat. All right? In Mecca, they are rubbish. It says burning, shiny, hot day today. This, that, whatever. I checked again, checked again, checked again, saying and a bit of cloud, bit this, that, whatever. Went out, died. Yeah? And you're looking at the thing and it's saying, oh, it's very burning and shining right now outside. So now, the reason I say that is because it, 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 to add further to your argument, is it fair you know, to say you shouldn't be combining? In the age of apps, in an area where the apps are very accurate, I would go further and say that I don't think that is right at all. Yeah, no, I think, and, and this is the importance of being multifactorial. But the danger is that you kind of become the block to the original kind of concept. You know, you, you, you try to make it all about technology. Where will this end up? If we, if we adopt this, and I don't even want to say in an unrestricted manner, but where will this end up? It has already ended up in people insisting that 
Eid should be calculated, Ramadan should be calculated, and Turkey has an official position, and now so many Muslims, they've already got their calendars set out for the next 10 years. They know exactly when Ramadan's going to start. They know exactly when they're going to do their Eid. Look, uh, 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 Yasser himself, uh, uh, Qadi, has gone over to that side as well. He's completely in favor of calculations. There's a real push towards that. Just like, you know, the, the argument's obvious. The argument is like, well, we use it literally for everything. Logic, science, whatever. Why would you not do that? The massive point that this, these people are missing, I mean, still a minority, but it will grow, all right? Because just like you just said, now I've got an app that tells me about the rain. <coughs> the point is, is that if you're able to, but, but, but why are you not combining? You're combining because your app is telling you that it is a long day and it's definitely going to dry up. Before your app wouldn't have told you that, but now it is. So it's even more reason not to combine. And therefore it's even more reason to use science and logic in an area where the, 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 the concession is an act of ibadah that is, you know, that should be left there in its place to exist without people coming and trying to overcomplicate with technology and AI. I mean, I've kind of jumped the topic, but what I'm saying, what's the problem with this opinion? Does this opinion mean a personal ruling? Yes. But when you start saying that this is how it should be seen by everybody, that's a disaster. Because what about the people in the deserts that don't have phones, they don't have apps, they don't have seven hours left until thingy, they live in equatorial regions where the days are the same all the way around, yeah? So there's no big yani, gaps, whatever. And that's the danger of taking an opinion to a, 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 a proper level, a, a, a public level, and the difference between, that's why Shaz you know, made the point, jump in, because this is so important to always jump in and make it clear that you don't combine you know, with other people and you make it a public thing at the personal level. Everything at the personal level, there's some space. But when you start making it bigger than what it is, that's very dangerous. And so back to the point about the, the, uh, 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 the moon calculation, once you've allowed that to, to kick off, it's only going to be supported more and more and more because of how much we're using technology in every single way. Rehan asked the question, he said, will AI change this game when it comes to Hadith science? It's 100% it will. AI, if it's programmed to be able to follow the chains and identify things, it will be able to identify so many more theories that there are shared rulings here and there. What we will say is that it is very, very unlikely and probably very weak that you would produce some novel kind of opinion today based upon AI. But what it would do is that it would identify an issue that you weren't aware of. And then if you go back, you'll find that the Salaf have already spoken about it. And I spoke about this before. I said that whenever you're giving ruling and fatwa, the one thing you're looking for is a Salaf, a precedent. And if the precedent is there, you feel relaxed. You just say, yeah, this is what so-and-so gave the ruling. Only one person is what we want. We just want one imam name. But if you don't have an imam's name and you're going out there and saying you can turn the life support off and you can go and you can clone Dolly the sheep and you can go and you can choose a designer baby within these thingies, right? Bro, these are big calls where you've got no support from nobody in history. And you're going to be the pack who stands up and says, yeah, I allow this. Bro. So uh, the... the the, just on to, to make sure that we get that shak out of our head with the calculation. The problem with this is that people forget that this whole spotting, moon sighting, moon spotting uh, thing is an act of ibadah that is there to fulfill the, the, uh, the sunnah of becoming dependent upon th that thing which is around you to connect you with these external signs. 
not yani to get the right answer per se. Right? And that's why even if we know for 100% certain, in the books of Fiqh we see this, that you know that you saw the sun, uh, that you saw the moon yourself, and the rest of the whole people, uh, because the ruler has said, no, we're going to fast, we're going to go with it, you've got to go with the majority because of the fitna that will be occurring, etc., etc., which goes to show that there is more to this than just facts. It's an act of worship, it's an act of obedience, it's an it's a, it's a act of community. And this is very difficult for a lot of people to swallow. But when you become more mature in Sharia, you, re you recognize that, you know, these little kind of little pieces of facts, they just are side matters. There's bigger principles to preserve. There's bigger kind of fish, effectively, to fry. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at the next one. Could you clarify why the Hanabila only allow combining the Maghrib and Isha when raining? As I thought, we don't have any reports not only, what do you mean only? The Hanabila are, 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 are saying that, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's his answer, Dora. Um, is this all about combining? We're coming back to that next week. If these, so if in those conditions you choose not to combine, it's okay, absolutely, correct. You're not making use of the concession. Um, have you discussed if there's a relationship between combining and how the Shia only pray three or always combine? Actually, I don't know. I have no idea. Who's got any experience with that? Who is Ijaz, man? He's the Shia hunter extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, he is the absolute, he's their worst nightmare, bro. Bro, I'm telling you now, if you see his material, his stuff, X, Y, Z, you got to love Wilayat's way of, 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 of engaging the system. He's wrote hashtag question. This is his way of understanding, tagging the question, Bajara. Right? Why would you combine and pray Isha yourself in the masjid if the Imam refuses to combine? If you ain't getting benefit of the Jama'ah, why not just pray at home? Excellent point. Excellent point. Right? Why too big a gap though in terms of combining. No, he's saying pray on time. You pray normal at home. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's a fair point. <laughs> 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 but then, then, that was a fantastic pivot, by the way, Zafariani, from full unrestricted Besti to, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, it's a good point. But then there's a reason to actually do the I'm trying to work out why the hell did I accept it so quickly. No, I guess back in the day, it was a massive... No, bro, there's no arguing against his point. No, no, you're going home, you think, I get my hair sick, because I'm going to get really wet, windy, and cold, I get home, I'm too sick, so then break your There you go, well, I how about that? No, come on, Yara. Back in the day, yeah, you might want to say, you know, one, you know, two in a hand is worth no, one in a hand is worth two in a bush. A bird in a hand is worth. Okay. Who's right? This could be thingy. Are you turning Hamza here or Walaid? No, no, you should go home and pray. So you're with Walaid. Yeah. I'm also with Walaid. I just like I said when I heard it, I thought actually he's right, but Hamza's, you know, he's doubling down, isn't he? No, no. Why would you combine in the masjid? Because he said. <laughs> and I and me like the idiot after telling people to always check your second sources, yeah, and yeah, not just go with it. I went with it, didn't I? Yeah, there's no reason to. And why didn't you yeah, correct me then? That's all right. No, but don't you have a reason to, to go against the Imam who's going to come back later? Because generally we don't like it because of the summer issue. I think you're thinking about that. In the summer they combine, yep. you know, and we don't want them to do that. But hey, we've got a reason because it's raining. We want to combine. We want to get the reward of the jamaah. Correct, but you're not getting the reward of the jamaah because you have to pray on your own in the masjid. So yeah. if you're going to pray on your own in the masjid, if he, his point is you're praying by yourself. No, I'm saying why, why don't you? Who's do I? The imam or the individual guy so who's? The imam's gone. He's coming back. Yeah. You're thinking right. That's, that's fitna. Like yeah. he said, no, it's 
No, no, wait, wait, wait. But, but praying by yourself? No, no, praying as a jamaah. Oh, Ross, bro. No, man, that's no, no, that's a no-no. That's creating, that's that's creating whole levels, schisms, jamaah. I'm the imam, you're the imam. No, no, none of that, none of that. No. So the only thing that I can think of now that I, I think about more is that if you believe that to be a sunnah, then you're obviously following the sunnah. That the, the Prophet ﷺ did it, and therefore I want to do it just for the sake of achieving the sunnah. But that's a difficult argument to make because it's a concession and sometimes the concessions are actually for concessions as opposed to a concession I've got to do in my lifetime to say that I did the sunnah. But I think you're right. Well, that's right. And we're not going to listen to you ever again, Hamza. So just leading us. Call, we'll follow it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. O on the whole, you'd follow it. But if you really disagree <coughs> with it at the personal level, then disagree with it personally at the personal level. See, you see, last week I got called a bloody passenger princess. Yeah, a passenger flipping princess. I didn't even know what the hell that was. Have you ever heard of passenger princess? Do you ever know what passenger princess is? Who danced you in the first place? Uh, uh, do you have passenger passenger princess? Only the young folks know it. Passenger princess got called. Why? Because I was saying that Shazad Salim, he loves combining. He smells of combining. He's there. You heard it right now. I didn't say a single thing. He goes. He said to Zafar, right? If the Imam, if the, if the Imam calls it, you're pussy. You're pussy. Don't blame Zafar now. You came to Dhahar and it's raining. Yeah, you were intending to come back. You prayed to Kafir or prayed to Imam. Yep. You were intending to come back for Asr. You were intending to come back for Asr. Yep. 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 Correct. So this is what Wilayat is saying. He goes, "What's the difference in between the two? And uh, obviously, Hamza said, "You know, you'd pray by yourself." And then Wilayat said, "Well, why would you? You just pray at home." I, I'm you, now you, stretching you, you, it. You, you're getting confused now. You, you started at the beginning. This is for only the salat in the masjid. Yes. Behind the imam. Correct. So why are we then confused? There's no reason to combine when it's raining. When you're on your own, yes, there is. Why? If you're in your own in home, why are you going to combine if it's raining outside? That's yes, that's what I I, I agree as well. So there's no reason to do it. <laughs> Which is why I made full reverse when Will I had said it. So exactly, that's his point. So the, the, the point there, there's no yeah, reason to just combine. just just like I said, I, the only possible reason that I can think of that you would pray combined is if you thought, let me achieve the sunnah of combining. Right. Do you understand? Try, uh, try but but, 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 but we add some masala to it. We want more masala. What like this. There you go. You see, that, you will always be able to blag a reason. Yeah? For example, uh, if it's a woman, for example, and her haith comes later. What about that? Yeah? So she's got a, an extra obligatory prayer that she doesn't need to make up afterwards, but I want to get the reward of the prayer. Well, if you're in a haram, you get an extra 100,000 as a prayer. You can always blag a reason, but I think Wala'id's point is sound. Because we don't care about the, the exceptions. The asl makes sense. Why would you combine if you're going to be praying at home? I, I, I agree with them, 100%. Right. Um, what's our next thingy? Question? Yeah. Not question, just an observation. The time in between knowing that one's not combined the prayer, hasn't it extended beyond the time that you're supposed to stand up and start a second? That's next week. The next, next week we're going to cover... What is the time limit between combining prayers? Whether that's combining because of rain or journey. Does the word combine mean combine? 
or can the concept of combined be seen in a much more lenient way? That's the big discussion next week. <coughs> Me and Hamza are back and forth here. I'm in London, right? Yeah. The, the night before, yep. in the hotel. The next day, I'm going to leave after Isha. So you're a traveller, you're in a hotel, so even a traveller there as well. There. You're going to leave London after Salatul Isha. The next day. The next day right. after the time has entered. Entered, yeah. First of all, Zohar and Asr, yeah. Should I combine with the first question, Zohar and Asr combined, you shouldn't unless you need to, because it's got nothing to do with traveling. If you find that, uh, the, you know, the fact that you're working and the fact that you're not at home and the whatever, whatnot. No, 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 I'm at the hotel. Oh, you're so just actually next, chilling at the hotel. I'm at the hotel. Yep. The next day, I'm still at the hotel waiting to leave late at night. Right. But are you at Zohar time? At Zohar time. At the hotel still? I'm at the hotel. And you're going to be there Asr as well? And Muslim Yeah, you and should. Isha. Yeah. What would you go to London for? Just to stay in a hotel all day? <laughs> There are bigger questions, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. Honestly, a guy, a guy said to me, I mean, my head's, he's going to go to work to London. And then I ask him whatever, and he's all day at the hotel. He's there at Zohar in the hotel. He's in Asr in the hotel. He's in the Maghrib and Isha at the hotel. Until after Isha in the hotel. I love this work. One second. Let him defend himself. Let him defend himself. Let, let him do one second okay confusion. all right there's confusion they turn down right confusion so don't also you shouldn't why because you are relaxed chilling x y and z whatever and you're calm and you're nazil as we spoke the difference between sair and nazil okay you're you're there you should pray on time if you combine not the sin of the world but it's not sunnah to combine that's first then i'll put my stuff in the car wait a minute Right. No, no, you can't be just busting things like that. Right. What time did you check out of this hotel? Two o'clock. <laughs> Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Right. Asar has entered. Asar has entered. I'm at the hotel still. Yep. Still Isha time. Right. Right, because there's some functions. Whatever. That's it. Now Hamza comes along, right? Maghrib time hits. I say to Hamza, yeah, let's just pray Maghrib. Because we're going to be here for Isha time will enter. We'll still be here. No, combining. <laughs> And then, yeah, another problem comes in, we want to go back and forth, so we're going to combine it. The, with the argument being... So I'm going to go to After Isha, I'm going to be leaving. I could have prayed Maghrib, sure, well, Maghrib, and then I could have prayed Isha, sure, in its... In its right time, and whilst you're still at the hotel, then yeah, whatever. I'm, I, I, so, before I ask, ask that question, uh, before I answer that, I want to ask you a question. What do you think Shazad Salim would have done? Combined within a second of what you said, Maghrib, Isha, hotel. We're praying that right now. That's the only thing you need to know. Okay? There is a certain class of people, then they smoke combining, they're all over it. The truth is, is that when you're traveling, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that if you're going by the letter of the fuqaha and high standards, then Maghrib on its time, Isha on its time. No reason to combine because you're still there. But I also want to say that is it correct to say that you are not going to benefit from praying Isha and Maghrib now? And the answer is that you will benefit. To not having to worry about this on the rest of the day, especially when you know that you've got traveling to do. And, you know... It's the bathrooms. Yeah, I mean, look, look. So I was about to say, for example, you, you know, doing Isha later means that you're hanging around later. But if you turn around and say, I won't be, 
You know, I won't. Uh, I, I I will be still waiting for what I need to wait for. So in that period of time, I'll pray Isha. These are the reasons that you would help to develop yourself to pray uh, uh, Isha at uh, Maghrib time. So it is a judgment call. There's absolutely no doubt that both are, will be permissible. Okay, there are reasons for both. Especially, I thought you were going to say you pray Isha at home. If she, if she's, you told Shazadada, he would say, I'm never going to travel in my life ever again if this is what traveling uh, uh, concessions are. I want to say to you, I want to say to you, then, there's another factor here. And this is experience. Okay? Like, if this is being said to me, I'm telling the, I'm telling the, the folks to be, just be careful on this. Because I have a lifetime of experience of doing this and not doing it. And watching others doing it and not doing it. And I can tell you that from my 25 years of anecdotal study on the subject, the people who take these concessions more than those who don't suffer as a result more than the others that don't. That's what I'm going to say. I wish that I could trust everybody to be responsible enough and say I only use mm -hmm. it if I really need it. But the truth is that people don't. Right? And they either prohibit it from themselves because they see mm -hmm. that that's the only way to do it. Or they just become so au fait that they're just combining left, right, and center. And if I'm going to say what's the majority of people right now in their mindsets, it's the second. They're the ones that like, you know, Allah has allowed it, this, that, whatever, and combining and young folks. Now, you know what used to keep people under check or in check? The madhabs. Now, if you're a pack, yeah, you'd be like, my dad says or my Maulvi says, whatever. Say to some of these generations, they don't know what Hanafi even means. They don't even know what their dad follows. Madhabs are dead. Madhabs are officially over. They were over at millennials. Satellite stations replaced madhabs. Remember we spoke about the debate about moon sighting, local or out, whatever, whatnot. Millennials don't care about that. Millennials, and that's like 10, 15 years ago. They just see the, 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 the Islam TV announce Eid. I don't care about anybody else or my local mosque or this, that, whatever. It's been announced. We're all going with it. That's it. So now people have got absolutely, haven't got a clue what fiqh means or imam or four schools or whatever. You would not believe the level of ignorance. And so at this stage, when you don't have any kind of safety valve, that, that safety valve of guilt of my parents or my mother because you've not been restricted like that before, now as soon as someone tells you, yeah, you combine, they're believing that's actually the, you know, the full truth. That's exactly what's meant to happen. So I believe that there needs to be an even bigger break put on. And so I would be doing what you did. Right? And Hamza being the disciple of Shazad Salim. I'm just going to say one more thing to defend myself. Defend yourself. Go. I'm Muslim. Yes. We were all there. Yes. And Isha, we're all going to leave a different time from this. Lala. So we can no. do Key piece of information. Key piece of information. There was going to be a Maghrib Jama'ah. And later on, people were going to pray Isha Jama'ah. No, all the London people were going to go home and pray Isha. The only people who can pray Isha there were like. You but this is also, by the way, jokes aside. No, no. But jokes aside. This is also another reason why we have a principle and we have the little factors that push it one way or the other. This is a key factor, for example, not in this scenario, but for example, if you know that there are certain people that won't pray the prayer themselves because they're not practicing, or that they're going to get weak if they go home and they, you know. This is the same reason why we allow people to pray witr in the masjid. Why is it that we even have people praying witr? What are they doing? Or praying the two sunnah? They're not meant to be prayed here. And witr, I mean, what on earth are people praying witr in the masjid for? That's meant to be the last thing you do either later at night. I mean, nowadays you can pray with it at 7 o'clock in the morning or 6.40, whatever. Okay? And so why are they doing that? We're doing that because we know they're not going to do it when they get home. The sunnah prayer after maghrib. That should be prayed at home, 100%. Uh, the two sunnah of Isha. 
we know that when you get home, kids, this, that, blah, blah, and it's, it's all gone. Qurban okay, that's it. So khalas, yani at least let them get it done in the masjid. So there are little things and factors that a person can use to build the case. But in principle, both are permissible. In principle, both have reasonings behind them. I would be weighting mine towards yours because of my experience. And then maybe he saw that, you know, few factors, few people, this, that, whatever. And, you know, build a case with that. The key is that both are permissible. Yeah. At work in Nottingham, yeah. as opposed to praying in a service station. Yeah. You know, she's actually just died inside. <laughs> you just you, you realize that he's listening to you, thinking, "Are you for real? Are you alive? Are you dead? Are you whatever?" She's actually breathe, just calm, breathe. He's basically he's 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 telepathically saying to me. <laughs> he cannot believe that you asked that question. He literally is dying inside. And I just want you to say, just leave her alone, yeah? She missed some lessons, yeah? She's getting used to the idea. Just calm, yeah? No, even, even I would be combining in Dohar and uh, in Nottingham. 100%. Bro! And I'm not going to say anything else. No, no, this is, you are definitely valid and eligible to combine. In actual fact, it would be closer to the Sunnah and you'd be rewarded more for doing it like that. Well, the answer, the, the answer to that question is whether you consider that work flat as your home home. If you consider it to be your work home, then the situation then gets a bit complicated. Because if you consider that to be a home, this, then this becomes the same situation as Uthman radiallahu an, and him praying four rak'ah on the day of Arafah, when everybody else is praying two. And why did we say that he did that? We said that he got married again in Mecca, therefore his home is now in Mecca, and therefore being in Arafah, which is close to Mecca, is the same distance between your work flat and your workplace, even though he lives in Medina, right? It's like, like you living in Manchester. But when you're getting to Mecca, and then you're going to work in Arafah, so what did Uthman do? He prayed for, right? Because now we're treating your prayers at work as not as a units that are linked to Manchester home, but they are linked to Nottingham home. That's an argument. The other alternative argument is that it's a work flat, but it's not my home. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's at home, and I don't stay there long enough for it to be a home, etc. Which is a bit of a specious argument, to be honest. It's a bit, it's a bit, yeah, any, a bit out there. I don't know whether that's any valid or not. But uh, uh, now, uh, and it's also different to the first scenario because in the first scenario, you're about to set off on a journey all the way back. So the parameters change, the numbers change. It just again goes to show that there's a lot of ishtihad that's required in this. And it's important to remind ourselves why did Sheikh Uthameen then say that in this scenario, you can already see that there's going to be some problems. 
And so if there's any doubt, you pray full. If there's any doubt, you don't combine. But when, but I also want to say, don't just introduce doubt for the sake of doubt, you know, or just being uh, whatever. All right, we've gone on way too long. Shaz, yeah. yeah. Just a quick comment, though. It's a general principle, and we've already touched on it. Um, but I just want to say something that in terms of when people are at a function, like say Yamun does, or the example given, and you pray bugger, let's say, yeah, and you've got a long journey ahead of you. We all know in reality the psychological pressure of knowing you have to pray Isha before you go to bed. Yes. And for people like us, we may be practicing and maybe relatively easy because it's part of our routine. But for a lot of people, it isn't. And for them, it's a bigger. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think those people, I think you'd rather them yep. take the concern. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's and that's what Hamza said that he did. There was enough people there, you know, then rather together, whatever. A hundred percent. This is why it is correct to say that it's a valid position and might be due to circumstances the better one and then uh, other times because of other circumstances not the better one but if these are two completely valid positions uh announcements anything do we have anything to say whatever Khalas, that's it done oh one second sorry yeah yes yes paradise portfolio yeah go on no no god no oh yes yes uh, so, so, so obviously when more information comes out But Paradise Portfolio Which is the class on Zakat Is going to be on February the 25th and 26th I believe No 24 Whatever 24, yeah 24, 25 Saturday and Sunday And it says on the Al-Maghrib website That it is the New York time uh, only That just means that it's at that time It doesn't mean that nobody else can join Everybody can join but I am only teaching it once. I'm only teaching at that time zone. That means that it will be, oh, what will it be? Three o'clock UK time. Yeah, three o'clock until seven, I think. Yeah, 3 p.m. UK time till seven on both days, Saturday and Sunday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's a uh, class which everybody needs to do. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت واستغفرك اللهم واتوب اليك والسلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته ياكم الله